What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the Small World Show, the show where I interview all the amazing people who I meet on my travels. And holy moly, what a guest do we have today, the one and only Diego Sekai, my former host brother from when I was living in Austria. Diego, what's going on? Hi, Andrew. Nice to see you again, even though it's only over Zoom. I really love the way you go, all the amazing people. <laughs> yeah it's my trademark in your intro yeah i yeah, know it is really nice to see you it's been a while since I'm we really talked happy. actually yeah i'm really happy to talk with you after ages again definitely yeah ages we got to work on that it, it really does seem like ages we got to work on your british english we got to get it back americanized <laughs> it's quite funny because always when we have a pairs like American au pairs, I start saying American words like movie, like American stuff. And then we have British au pairs again. And then I go back to saying film and talking a bit more British, even though now we've got an American au pair. Oh, do you? Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the things I was going to ask you. So since we lived together, you had Chris, who was Welsh or English, I want to say. Yeah, Welsh. And then now you and... have an American one. Then we had Joel, but that was only for the summer, and he was British. Yeah, so that was real British English. He was from Cambridge, so really perfectionized. Nice. I can <laughs> and then we, then now we have Cooper, and he's from America. Nice, but they're all sort of just being compared to me, right? I mean, I'm kind of the gold standard. Yeah. Like it always goes Andrew somewhere at the top, and then we see who gets up. Right, right. It, 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 it's everybody's really great. Like everybody has got a different trademark. With everybody, I learned something else. With you, I pretty much learned to sometimes just fuck it and just <laughs> do whatever you want, <laughs> and just go like, I don't care what other things. I'm just gonna do it, no matter what other things, even though I fail. And I'm really grateful for that, really, that I got that skill. I'm you sure know, Abby and Nikki were, were super glad that uh, Diego's parents, Abby and Nikki, I'm sure they were super glad that that was the skill that I that I gave you just <laughs> to say, fuck it. I'm sure they were really happy about that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Nice. Yeah, but you look great. I could already, you, you look like you're growing up. My gosh, even only a few months since we talked, you look, uh, I don't know, you just look good. It's nice to see you, so... Everything's going good with school. You've got that. You've got your coding classes that are going on. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Well, so I do these coding classes, and it was one of those things that probably like over together of Andrew and Chris that motivate motivated me to do it. So I started like having basic ideas when Andrew was here because obviously I got into the mood of stop overthinking stuff stop thinking that people are not going to accept your idea and just just do it like just start thinking about it and just start doing right. stuff and then when chris came um 
he did website building and so I made my own website and my first idea was to like make private classes for parents but like as my I got my director to send out an email to the parents but it didn't work like nobody I didn't get any interested people and then after a time I got the idea with my dad that maybe that wasn't the right way to get on with things because if we do it like that like people won't immediately go like yeah this is a 13 year old guy that wants to go in the house and teach my I don't know eight-year-old son or daughter how to program it's a bit weird (laughs) and so then my director got the great idea well for me it was pretty great and I think for her as well that I do the programming classes at the school so I got paid from the school and the kids could go for free and that motivated parents to like it's for free like what should go wrong they can just go once and because it's free we can just cancel afterwards and then I got many students and since then I really worked hard I prepared a lot of lessons I always spent a lot of time preparing the classes and then people liked it and so yeah now I've got a few students and I do summer camps and yeah now I've got an ongoing class for 3D game development for kids super cool good and for you man. really awesome. really it's all thanks to the attitude you gave me to just oh not please. care about how negative people are going to be yeah but i mean like okay sure because at the I beginning can... i did kind of have the feeling that some people were like yeah mm, okay that guy's doing strange stuff <laughs> and it's not going to work but if you just go like okay they can think whatever they want i can still do it and it might work yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that like, I kind of had a similar, I kind of went through a similar thing when I was trying to start this podcast. Like at first you're like, oh, people are going to think this is like weird or like nobody's going to like listen to it or whatever. And like none of that stuff matters because it's even if you fail, like it's a learning experience. So, and that's like what's going to happen. Yeah. It's just something that helps you grow and, you know, you learn stuff and that's a positive no matter what. So. So you're basically saying all of your success is thanks to me. I'm not (laughs) saying all that. You need some self-initiative as well. And then Chris helped me and Nikki helped me. But the main idea is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Trying to take all the credit, somebody over there. But let's, so I want to rewind a little bit and talk about um, so I know a lot of my listeners probably know that I au paired in, in Austria and they know maybe a little bit about it and, uh, you know, all the horrible things that I've said about you and, uh, Fabio and Marco. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I want to yeah, hear Fabio a Marco, little bit. By the way, are my brothers for everybody that doesn't know. And no, I, I'm really, I'm really just, I'm joking around, but <laughs> tell, tell a little bit about the, about that from your, um, perspective, you know, I kind of. You know, you got this weird guy coming into your house from like halfway across the world. You know, what was what is that like for you? It's a weird thing, to be honest. Like at the beginning, you go like, okay. And from every pair, I pretty remember like the first time I actually met them. And it's like, even though you weren't, one of the first up here like we had a few before you like three I think it's like it's still always a weird thing like 
this guy you only know over Zoom for talking half an hour just appears at your house from the other side of the world. And even though for us, it's a new guy at our house, it's like for you, it's like coming over the entire world, just hoping that the host family will be a normal family. Like I know my cousin, she went as a pair to England and the host family was just terrible. The maid to clean the house every day for like five hours and like take care of the kids and cook and clean the, like it was crazy. And yeah, like you just hope it because if imagine we would have been terrible, then like, what do you do? Like yeah. you can't just hop on a flight. You have to get a hotel like you're doomed. But then also it, it's kind of weird for me because I, I know that it's really weird for you. And that makes it a bit weirder even for me because I just go like this new guy is at the house and I'm going to spend a year with that person. I better make a good impression, you could say. And then you just come over and start talking. I'm, pro- I'm, I'm positive that the first time I met you was in the garden. You were in the garden with Fabio playing football. And then I yeah. came in by the door and was just, hello. And then I come over, act like I can't play football because I'm really not any good at it. (laughs) (laughs) And then (laughs) you come over and then you just, and the attitude that you're going to be with that person for next year. And over the time, after a week, really, it doesn't feel like a stranger. It just feels like an older brother with more authority than a brother. Because obviously, brothers in between mm-hmm. don't have that type of authority but like an older brother that kind of makes you do your homework when you don't feel like it that screams at you for hitting at your brother or but and and also kind of like a friend like a brother friend and it's actually really nice and for all of the listeners that maybe i don't know probably older au pairs are really cool like yeah if you have a possibility I don't know, to become a pair, I've not been a pair. It seems cool. It seems like a nice thing. I don't know. You've got to say that, Andrew. Yeah, no. I mean, as much as you and me like to joke around about, wow, we were always fighting. Like, that was like maybe like not even 1% of the time. Like, it's such an amazing experience. And like you said, we were just like brothers hanging out, doing stuff, you know, just having fun. Like, it's it's a really awesome experience. And um, yeah, you make a good point. I think a lot of it comes down to the family. Like I'm really blessed that, uh, you know, I ended up staying with you guys because, you know, as you mentioned, I definitely know of families where it didn't maybe work out so good for whatever reason. So um, yeah, it's an amazing experience and I can really only recommend it to anybody thinking about it. So yeah, it was awesome. Even when we got uh, locked down together. Yes still made it work yes I, I still remember kitchen duty one of us for a week always had to come down and help you cook and we'd cook together and every week we'd have the same dishes burgers kebab <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> we tried to recreate kebab yeah it was fun yeah that was fun i mean we got through it you know it's like we it was a crazy time but oh i'm playing hockey in the yard you remember that Oh, yes, we've got great pictures. Like, we were playing in the yard with ice hockey sticks, ripping out the grass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My the mom yard hating was... it. 
<laughs> the yard was just like ripped up by the end of quarantine. It's actually like a real British garden right now. Abby is like, it's Abby's little pet and she won't let anybody harm it. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> good. I, um, I miss the raspberries, just going out and being able to eat the raspberries. That was the best. Yeah, I love those raspberries. And we are getting more fruits now, like the trees are getting bigger. Nice. But anyway, yeah. If I, When I get older, I want to be an au pair for sure. I don't yeah. know where, I don't know which country. I think it's, I think it's great because like with one year or even half a year, like you actually get to know the place. Like even if you're two weeks at a place, you get to know kind of the dynamics, but more from a tourist point of view, like more like you still don't feel like you belong there. Kind of you're more like somebody that's there as a visit. Yeah. But I think if you're there for half a year or an entire year, even like you actually get to know the city, like you make actual friends that aren't, the hotel guy or your waiter (laughs) right right you actually kind of get immersed a little bit more yeah yeah so let's talk about uh the place we were at and your hometown tell the listeners a little bit about uh good old Pechtelsdorf Pechtelsdorf yeah um it's a wine village actually it's right by Vienna and yeah so in the north what do you call north and to the right is I don't know it in English district no 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 like the north and then you go to the right and what's that the border no 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 of the four areas in the air oh West. direction sorry yeah yeah and then yeah, yeah yeah it's right next to Vienna yeah yeah, it, it, anyway, it's right next to Vienna and it's like this small village, which actually isn't too small, but anyway, and it's like a wine village. And so like, if you see it or look at it on Google Maps, like a third of it is just like wine plants. Yeah. It's just grapes. And so it's we have ho- what's called a Horrigan. And a Horrigan is really just like a small restaurant with like... There's a huge story behind Horrigan. And so it's like, it used to be like just a small restaurant where they would sell their own wine they produced at the wine yard. And you would bring your snacks, your cold snacks, and just eat it with the wine. And then you'd have this nice place to sit. And then slowly they brought in cold foods, like a cheese plate with cheese and bread and ham and stuff like that. And then now they're like they're full restaurants, but with oh, they most of them have like the same menu. It's like the schnitzel. How would you translate it? Schnitzel. We just say schnitzel as well. Okay, schnitzel. Like for example, in Spanish, schnitzel people will look at you like, uh, <laughs> and you have to say some weird like overbaked meat with flour. <laughs> but um, like they have those warm foods, and you can just eat there and drink their own wine. We actually, I think, have 48 of them in the village. And you have to think it's a village, I think, with with 12,000 inhabitants and like 48 Mm -hmm. of these restaurants. And there used to be many hundreds. So our house used to be one, our neighbor's house. Like, for example, in our street, we have 10 houses, three of them are Horrigan. It's ridiculous. And like, 
the experts know where they have the best wine, where they have the stuff. Really, I, I've been to 10 and obviously only know about how good the schnitzel is. That's important <laughs> too, though. Like the schnitzel. Yeah, the schnitzel is also important. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not a great um, place to go as a vegetarian or vegan, but yeah, it's definitely. only as good if you like wine. Unless you really like like sauerkraut and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the food is so good. Austrian food is so, so good. Oh my God. And like it was so, I don't know. I was really lucky to live there with you and Pestadzov because just go to the Heurigen. Like, doesn't matter if I would go on. Ah, like, yeah, for all listeners, Andrew loved going to the Heurigen drinking wine. <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Just mutes the mic. I went for the schnitzel. That's why I was there. Yeah. And the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's a beautiful that. place. And I mean, going for like a run through the, or a bike ride through the vineyards, just, are you kidding me? Like, just a beautiful place. So Many people actually say that Pertoltov and Vienna and like Austrian generally, more like the cities, I'd say, are beautiful, more beautiful to visit in winter. So if you're planning, that's what people say. I don't know. Mm-hmm. For me, I just know both and I don't, I can't really evaluate it. But they say winter is really nice because you've got all of the sand where you get those hot drinks yeah. and the snow if you're lucky. And you, you just get this Christmassy kind of feeling. I don't know. But that's what many people say. So you could look up on that if you're planning on traveling. Yeah, for sure. You got to get the glue vine. The glue vine. <laughs> Another type of wine and your life. <laughs> Okay, come on. You're the one who started talking about the Christmas stands. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's like this really yummy um, spiced wine that they serve warm around the holidays. And it's it's quite nice. And uh, a Wurstel. Wurstel. Yeah, Austrian food is good. I, I, I think I need to make a spinoff podcast, just Austrian food podcast. What do you think? Austrian food. Would have I a lot know. to talk about. We could talk about schnitzel and yeah. Tiroler, like Gamknödel mm-hmm. and Kaiserschmarrn. Kaiserschmarrn. Mostly desserts, I'd say. Yeah, desserts are good. And the, um, I like the Liptauer, like the spread that you put on stuff, is good too. All right, everybody, stay tuned for the Austrian food podcast. <laughs> Andrew just decided on it but no that's that's funny I mean I don't know I like yeah it's cool I really like being able to just go to Vienna as well as you mentioned seeing the city it's cool it's right there so it was just a good spot yeah you love the Donau Insel yeah the Donau Insel yeah you want to tell your listeners about that or is that your your Andrew's secret <laughs> no that's not a secret yeah, the, the Donau Insel is, uh, so in Vienna, there's a river that flows through the city for the for, for people who aren't familiar, and it's the Danube River, the Donau in German. Let's hope people that are listening to a podcast about Europe know the Danube. I don't know. Oh, okay, for the Americans, we have to, we have to describe it. We're not good at geography. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, the point is, is that there's a river that goes through the city, 
and in the river there is a long island called the because Donau they split Insel. it yeah they split it so like there aren't any flooding there isn't any flooding you know oh okay i didn't know that but but anyway it just kind of be it's just like a spot where people go to go for runs and walks and bikes and chill in the sun and lay by the river and maybe go swimming and uh yeah i spent a lot of time there in the summer uh just chilling and uh actually this is this is okay i'll tell you something during the pandemic they would have like parties there with people because you know there was like the rules about gatherings but at night they would like people would go into the woods and like party <laughs> i remember you telling about that one yeah and that famous dj that went there yeah so there was a lot of really fun nights there and also honestly just chilling during the sun and 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 hanging out it was really cool yeah i miss it i miss it now i'm getting nostalgic but we also went on some nice trips together too outside of austria yeah venice mhm mm you mean venice yeah in Ven venice yeah venice so that was actually like the last week you were here yeah it was really nice traveling in that night night car with me right i smelled really yeah, good night, night car that was just what i wanted to get out my feet know. smelled really good <laughs> so it it was this this is this project by the ubp it's like the austrian trains that they bought from the german trains when germany really messed up the project because they had the sleep cars and mm -hmm. so austria just bought trains really cheap because Germany like couldn't use them because nobody was buying tickets and so now they really pushed it and they made them actually quite nice and new ones coming out new wagons and yeah so the idea is that you leave on an evening from Vienna on an evening at like 8 9 10 o'clock depending where you're going and the train goes slower than normally usually so you arrive at like a normal time you wake up So the train will arrive at your destination that can be wherever you want rome venice venice is not far so it stops for ages in the middle of the night germany somewhere other side of austria and it goes so you it goes in the appropriate speed so you arrive at like 7:30 in the morning so like you don't lose any time of the day even though it takes longer in total you sleep on the train in your bed and you don't lose a second really apart from yeah. getting to the train station in the evening and i really love the idea and whenever i it, it even though it also spends um saves you time it's really fun to go on it i really love it whenever i go to trips almost i look almost forward to more for i look forward more even almost even more to the trip than to the destination because it's so fun I just love the feeling of getting in the train and sleeping on it and hearing the <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's a it's a whole experience and because then you wake up in the morning and you see like you know, Yeah, exactly. You're like in the Italian countryside and like just going by outside the window and you're like, okay, like this is a cool place. And you're still in up. your bed looking Yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Yeah, so cool. And it's not too expensive either like I don't know a ticket will cost you 30 euros and another 20 for you to have a bed. Yeah, that's it's, it's really cheap. Not, 
it's not too bad. That's and you really can cheap. actually use Interrail on it. So if you have this Interrail ticket that will cost you 20 a day, you can just spend two days and you pay 40 euros. And it's, it's super nice. Yeah, well, I awesome. really love it. Yeah, that was a really fun way to travel. And then obviously Venice itself was amazing. Yeah. Even though most people probably have already been. I don't know, it's funny. Americans always come to Venice. At least that's what it seems to me. Mm -hmm. or maybe I just watch too many American movies. <laughs> <laughs> they come to Europe, they go to Venice. And, but they never, never stop by to other cities. It's funny. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I, it's definitely probably one of the more popular places in Europe among Americans. Uh, see, I'm trying to do my best to hype People up Austria. I'm like, guys. Yeah, come to Austria, Austria guys. Austria, come on. <laughs> Gotta go it's see great. Klagenfurt. You've got, you've, got the, you've, got the, you've got the Alps. You can go skiing. You can, if you like, enjoy walking, you can walk the nicest routes in the world, obviously. So you're in Austria. And you can see the. I'm also trying to keep it secret because when I go to Austria, I don't want there to be a bunch of Americans. That's why I'm leaving America. You know what I mean? Guys, don't go to Austria, but even it's great. Bertholdsdorf <laughs> <Austria, laughs> is great. <laughs> okay, the Austrian foods podcast is canceled because otherwise people will want to try them. Okay. You should, you should start a restaurant, Austrian food. I tried, to make, um, I tried to make I tried to make knudel. Oh my god, it came. It was so bad. It was so bad. I ruined it. <laughs> I disgraced Austrian food by trying. Don't ever again. <laughs> no, I know. I, I tried once and I never tried again because it came out so bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can cook any Austrian food. I never try it anyway, really, but I think I would I couldn't. You've got to keep it real simple, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Like, there's not many stuff added. Like, like I don't know. I love cooking Mexican. It's great. And yeah, like it, it's got some it's got so many different spices and stuff. Mexican food, yeah. Yeah, and Austrian food is pretty plain, but. I like it. So it's something for picky eaters, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Even though there is some stuff that tastes really strong, but and on side besides Venice, we also went to um Corinthia or Canton in German. To the Wörthersee. Mm-hmm. To the Wörthersee. Yeah. That we was went pretty to this, cool. Yeah, this great lake in Austria that's really famous under in Austrian tourism. So Austrian people that stay in Austria go there. And yeah, so it, it's this huge lake where people go on vacation. And that that's one negative thing um, about Austria really. Like, I don't like the fact that all of the like houses, like the beach, like the beach, if you call it to a lake, they're like the border is sold so there's not many spaces you can actually access the lake because yeah. it's sold that's a negative thing i don't like that because like, it's all it's people not like, who have private property around yeah, the edge right like yeah. the government messed up that i think i'd say messed it up not nice 
but and then there's like a few places places you can go and all you pay like two euros to get to this area where you can access the water. Yeah, or you don't. But pay, it's a nice lake. Or you don't pay like us. Uh, and swim around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how how did we get in? Yeah, we there was this stand for motorboats, and it was like quite in between, so you could access from both sides. And so we'd always act like we wanted a motorboat and act really interested. And we'd go, ah, yeah, maybe later. And then we'd just go out into the pool or swim a little bit around it, depending. Swim like, around. You can't do it every time. But yeah, we'd swim around the gate <laughs> in the inside. <laughs> Even though Austria is known for everybody being honest, like, like people not, like, for example, on the metro, on the subway. Mm-hmm. like you pay for your ticket get on the train and just hope like and somebody randomly people come and check your ticket and otherwise you pay a fine but there's no like not always like maybe you get checked one of 20 times yeah so it relies pretty much on like honesty one time I fell asleep and then I woke up like beyond my station and then I got a fine <laughs> yeah because like you can't pay you pay per region if you miss it yeah you missed it yeah i think it's like 110 euros yeah it was expensive i remember i was like but it was a horrible way to wake up he like woke me up like he was like not not nodding me or like you know nudging you need me to like pay. yeah i was like <laughs> really come on but, they, they, they never let you no they don't care for a year they analyzed every single excuse and found a way to counter it no yes they did they analyzed like the data of the excuses yeah they took every single excuse they got in a year different excuse I think they had like a few more than 500 analyzed it and found a way to counter it it, it, it was like I think it was like a ad campaign that they went like Sorry, like you won't cop anything else than 500 excuses. <laughs> like in one of the 500, like I've lost my ticket. I forgot my ticket. I didn't know you had to pay. Yeah. Wow. But obviously like you have to because otherwise nobody will pay. Right, right. Of course. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. And actually like at least for the um, Metro in Vienna, like it's so cheap just to get the, the, um, yearly subscription oh my gosh it's like a Such euro a, a day yeah it's a euro a day and like that. and if you're under i think i don't know i don't know what it is you can get for entire vienna lower austria and burgenland i'd never know how it's called in english for 70 euros a year it's ridiculous amazing amazing yeah that's so nice that's one of my favorite things about living there is that you can just the public transportation is so excellent. That's something that um, we really don't have here in the States. I mean, you got to drive everywhere, which kind of sucks. But there are pros and cons. Like with everything. Yeah. So, I don't know. I told you that I'm trying to come back to Austria for school, right? What? Yeah, didn't no, I tell you, you that? What's up? No. I didn't tell you that. 
No? Yeah, I'm trying to um, enroll in university there for my master's. Cool. In Vienna? Uh, let's see. I don't know yet. Maybe, maybe in Vienna. It depends on where I can get in. <laughs> And the university. What? What? And then. Graz and Linz are the other options? Yeah, I mean, there's also uh, Innsbruck. Ah, yeah. Okay. And also, yeah. Innsbruck's nice. Yeah, Innsbruck looks really nice, and the program doesn't look very difficult to get into. That's a pro. Um, <laughs> and I, honestly, I just want the visa, so I don't really care about if the degree is good. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll keep you updated because I passed the um, the German test, the Testaf, Testdeutsch yeah. aus Fremdsprache, nice. and I. Uh, so now I, my score is good enough that I can enroll in the university. Cool. So let's see. Maybe this time next year, uh, for fall twenty twenty two. Yeah. So I'll let you know. Maybe you can come and we can hang out again next year. Yeah, sure. I'll you let you to. know. But there's also some uni Make universities. Some yeah, eat some kebab for sure. <laughs> there's some universities in Germany too, which I might apply to, but no, I don't want to go to Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. Yeah. And when are you guys coming to the US? Come on. Yes, we wanted to come this summer actually on a road trip. Oh, But this there's summer. so many things. Yeah, we wanted to, I think. But I, and, I never know. There's so many things like somebody has some camp, some handball camp, some, I don't know. Yeah. There's always something in between because like at, if you want to do it, you need all the, all the vacation. Yeah. Yeah. And there's... then we were thinking like, like my younger brothers, they don't feel like spending days in car in a car yet just to see a city they don't care about like yeah i don't know i think i could make some interest of a city if i if i feel like it i could go like ah maybe this is interesting but definitely not definitely not my brothers yet i think you have to reach a certain age yeah You'll get there. Well, once Marco's old enough, he has to come and be my au pair because he has to wash my car and, and do my laundry. Yes. Remember our deal? Yes. Oh, I've never forgotten that deal. I've never forgotten it. <laughs> no. Wash your car and I don't know, change your kids' diaper. You there'll be like a huge, there'll be like a huge pile of dirty clothes right in the front door when he walks in. Especially, especially for him. Just you say hello, there's your pile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and the car's two corners to the left. What what'd you say? You go like the car's the next street. Oh, to the oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has to wash it. Yeah. No, no, I miss you guys, man. All the yeah. That's funny. Me and Marco have have a lot of fun together. Well, tell before we run out of time here. You should uh, you should tell the uh, audience what you're up to, and uh, I know you got a podcast of your own. You've got uh, you, maybe you want to yes. drop the link to your coding classes. Tell us the all about it. 
the podcast, it's, I, I've kind of dumped it, to be honest, because it was getting a lot of work. And obviously, I'm not just a coding teacher. I go to school. And yeah, with the time, it always gets more and there's less time. And I play more handball because I play handball too in the team. And on the weekends, I have to play more handball. Well, I enjoy playing handball. Like I get to play more handball. Yeah. And then like the podcast was just a lot of work because I had to ask the people, make a time with them. Like you saw it with us. It's a pain to find an hour where we both got time. Definitely. And then you talk with them and then it really didn't work out. I don't know how many listeners I had. I had like, I think every episode had 50, 60, which you could see as fine. But like for me, it as a student, it wasn't worth the time. Yeah. And yeah, so I stuck with the coding classes and that's working out really well. So yeah, I'm sticking with that. Yeah, and you've got a lot of cool stuff going on. You're also, you also play handball. You play violin. Yeah. You, you uh, yeah. Flying I, the drone. I playing on the street. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indiana. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit about it was, that. It, before it's we run out of time. great. One time I got a bit in trouble with the police. Really? The yeah. The police got mad at I you. Was, for... I, like, you're allowed to play at certain spots without a license. And then I played at a spot where you need a license without, like, I kind of knew maybe it wasn't completely legal, but the police just came, went like, like made a weird signal with the hand, came three, three policemen, like not just one or two. They came, they stopped, they stopped the music and went like, where's your ID? And I went like, nah, I don't understand. And I showed them a picture of my ID and they went like, um, yeah, you've got no certificate. And then I went like, do you need one? Like, I, well, I didn't know surely if you needed one in that spot, but I kind of knew then you kind of needed one, but I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. And anyway, I'm 13 years old. Like, they could just tell me to stop if there's anything wrong. And like the other day, I played somewhere else and police started clapping. So, like, I was like, what should be wrong? Police started clapping the other day. Yeah. And they went like, yeah, your ID. And then they went, how old are you? And I went like 13. I don't know. I think they were too lazy to check the date of my ID. And <laughs> or just thought it was fake or something. I don't know. And then they went like, yeah, we can't sue you yet because you're not 14. They can't <laughs> sue you. Hey, you know what that means? Keep playing. Go back. <laughs> you're like, oh, and... you should have said that. Yeah. So I got into a bit of trouble, but it's actually really nice. Like people actually really enjoy when I play. Like people stop there and start making videos. And yeah, I'm thinking of promoting it more. I have a YouTube video. I don't know. Maybe we can stick the link in the bottom of the podcast and people can watch it. Absolutely. It's not of the street, but yeah. Maybe you guys want to listen to it. It's in the Winyards, by the way. So if you're interested in Paris of Winyards, you can watch it too. I think we got some nice shots there. And yeah, so it's in the vineyards of the town and I play Can't Stop Falling in Love. Classic. Well, <laughs> you know people can't see your face now. It's unpriceful. It, it, like, it's priceless. Andrew's face right now, you guys can't see it, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> We're here on Zoom so we can see each other. Well, anyway, 
Yeah, Anything I'll include the to... link. Everybody check it out because that way you'll be able to see the vineyards in the town and hear Diego play. And I'll drop the link to your coding classes too and your podcast. My goodness. See, you're, you're just very productive, unlike me. Yeah. Very productive. I'm here but with my friend. Never forget. I'm here I, at a, never I'm here, forget I'm here that at a all friend. your success is thanks to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm very productive. I'm here at a friend throw myself into a different room and I'm having this call. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're going to have to wrap it up. Multitasking. Yeah. All right, Diego. Well, thanks for coming on. It's good to see you again. It's really nice to see you. Yeah, you've got to come visit over you. Yeah, I'll come visit. We'll talk some more soon. And um, yeah, take care. Take care. See you, Diego. See you.